This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of All Things Considered CX. I'm your host, Bob Asman, the founder of Innovative CX Solutions, a past chairperson of the CXPA, and a practitioner with many years of transforming global operations and designing better customer experiences. Together with our guests and listeners, we seek to discuss, challenge, and create new understanding about how to inspire better experiences in response to ever-changing customer expectations. Hello and welcome to the next episode of All Things Considered CX. I'm Bob Asman and I'm your host for today's episode. And I'm here today with Carol Kemmerer. Carol, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners and provide a little bit of insight into your background. Thank you, Bob. I'm, I'm delighted to do that. So I work with senior executives and C-suite professionals to help them to appear as authentic and powerful online as they do in person. It's important that we, pre- we all present ourselves authentically online on LinkedIn because, you know, that is the number one way that people find us. It's the way that many people make first impressions. So my background is that I was a marketing communications person for 20 years for a Fortune 500 company as a consultant. And when the company had a downturn economically, they outsourced all the marketing communications departments that I worked for. I worked for two departments in the company. And that meant I was essentially out of business because they were my only client. And so during my search for what to do next, I turned to LinkedIn because I had no network outside the company. Many of you may have that same issue during, during COVID that you, you've worked with a, a company for a long time and they've decided that they could do without your services oh my gosh, it's, it's, a, it's a rugged thing. So I knew I needed to build a new network and I wanted to build a profile that would attract people. And so I studied, um, I went to every LinkedIn seminar and webinar and read and read. And while I was learning, I helped my colleagues who had also lost their jobs pretty soon they started sending me their friends. And I realized that that was the entry point into my new marketing niche. So now I work with people telling their brand stories on LinkedIn. That's wonderful background, Carol. And Uh, Let me explain to our listeners exactly why I decided to invite you to join our podcast, because, of course, our podcast is about customer experience, and Carol is all about the experience, the LinkedIn experience, but more importantly than that, what we saw when the pandemic hit was 
a major impact to many customer experience professionals uh, around the world. Unfortunately, many organizations continue to view customer experience as a program like uh, advertising or a program that will will end in a few months or they and so they cut um, the customer experience funding they cut many staff members much like they did other expenses in order to uh, try to survive the pandemic and so while some of that is certainly understandable um, at many other organizations looked at this and said here's our time to invest in customer experience. And that will be a topic of a future podcast. What we wanna talk about today is, for those CX professionals that were adversely impacted by the pandemic, put out of work, much like Carol just described of her own situation, and many of us have been in in the past, what can CX professionals do to position themselves as we emerge from the pandemic to be viable, um, to look for those viable opportunities to advance their career and to become employed again, doing the great work that CX practitioners do. So that's why I asked Carol to join. And, and that's the question I'll start with, Carol, is where does a practitioner, a CX professional start uh, if they haven't had the opportunity to build a strong network on LinkedIn and, and how do they go about it? I mean, I've been in that position where I've worked for a company for many years and really didn't think I needed a network. And uh, boy, did I ever prove myself wrong. So what are your initial thoughts? Okay, well, I think building a network is very important, but equally important is building a profile that tells who we are and what the results are that we bring every time we engage. So let's start with the network part. And, um, you know, I think that a LinkedIn network that starts with people that you actually do know is much more powerful than a network that starts with random people. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, I, if you are at home and looking for the next position, allocate some time each day to search your memory bank for people that were colleagues in prior jobs people that you interfaced with in your most recent job, um, people internal, people external, write them all down. And then one by one, make sure that you're sending them a personalized message to connect. Now, that is a harder job than you might think because we can't do it from our phone. Um, we can, of course, connect from our phone, but when we do, it sends that robo message. And my idea is, you know, we are all about creating the great experience of us as part of customer experience. And so you need to start with an honest to goodness invitation. Um, so you need to be on your computer, number one, and from their profile, number two. <laughs> and when you're on their profile, you can hit connect. And then the very next thing that happens is it gives you a little dialogue box that says, would you like to add a note? And the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have found where you can do that. Um, then your note should be, you know, about, um, you know, how you met or where you knew each other from or whatever, so that you're reminding people that 
you know each other. And um, if it's quite obvious that you know each other, just say, oh, it's been so long since we're um, you know, separated from our jobs. I realize we're not connected. And then my last line always reads something like, I would be so pleased if you would accept my invitation to connect on LinkedIn. Then I give my, you know, warmly or best or whatever, <laughs> and then my name. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would recommend that as a way to reach out to people. And one of the things that we need to remember, anytime we send any email or any communication is that we're representing our brand. And so that goes um, from the top of the email to the bottom of the email, you know, um, how, how would you greet people? How would you, um, you know, what should be that salutation? Is it, hey, I personally don't like hey, but that's who I am. Mm. Um, but for sure, it should, it should include the person's name because you want to show that you give them respect as well. And then your clothes should be something very natural to you, something that evokes who you are. Um, you know, my, my two defaults are warmly and best regards. Um, but, you know, whatever works for you. But remember that every contact is evocative of your brand and your brand is evocative of customer experience. And Carol, it's so tempting to just hit that connect button. Oh, and it, like you say, it sends the robo message out and you get a, you know, I get them all the time where so-and-so wants to connect. And, and often I'm intrigued by why they want to connect, but it's simply that robo connection. So I love that. And it doesn't sound to me like it takes a whole lot of time to just put that personal message in there and, right. and relate to the person you're trying to connect with. Because I'm always curious as a recipient, why, I wonder why they wanted to connect with me. Right. One of the things that I love about the opportunity to write a personal message is that you can warmly renew um, relationships that you've had in the past. Um, you can even catch them up. Um, you know, we have 300 characters, so you can't go on and on. But um, how can you create an experience for the person on the end of your invitation. That, that's just great, great advice uh, about the experience side of it. And boy, as CX professionals, we better know how to create experiences, right? Yes. Uh, we're in, in everything that we do. Right. Now, something you also mentioned, and, and I know you're going to talk about this, but the reason that Carol and I became engaged um, uh, maybe a little over a year ago or so, was because I had been working in large corporations for many, many years, and I don't, I didn't really have a personal brand. When I decided to get into consulting and, and also into my teaching career after a full-time employment, I, I, I struggled with what my brand was, and so I engaged Carol to help me decipher what that is, and I know, Carol, you just mentioned that, so what is this whole idea about personal brand? Okay, there are so many people who do personal branding. 
but I've seen up to 59 questions of, you know, how do you <laughs> define your personal brand? And really that makes our head spin. Right. Um, we need to get to the heart of it and fairly quickly. And so I always use three questions to elicit what I need to know about someone's personal brand. So if I'm working with the client, I'm looking for question number one, what are the three things you want to be known for? Now, that's an easy enough question, but it's not, or a simple enough question, but it's not easy to answer because we are likely to list six. The first time somebody asked me that question, I did list six and I thought, oh, extra credit. But no, <laughs> six is not twice as good as three. It's not half as good as three because three is powerful. The human brain is hardwired to remember three things. If you list four or five or six things that you want to be known for, what you will be known for instead is lack of focus. And when we are unfocused and not sure of what we want to be or do, we are not hireable. So I really urge your people to think very hard about what are the three things you want to be known for. They could be outcomes. They could be processes, things that you do, just, you know, focus on those three things. Um, the second question is, what are your differentiators? What makes you different in the world of work? There are many people that do the same thing as you do, but you do it differently. How is that? Put your finger on that and name it. And then the last question is, what are your key words? So this is where um, we actually sit down and list all of the ways that people might search for someone just like you and skills that someone just like you would surely have. Um, make yourself a nice long list and it will come in handy when you begin to put the rest of your profile together. So. Bob, I could talk about how we use these, um, the answers to these three questions. Shall I continue? That'd be great. I, I just love the approach of, uh, and you said it, it's simple, but it's not easy. And I love that uh, approach. So yes, please, please okay. uh, continue, Carol. This is great. Okay. So the headline is the first part of the profile that we see. And the headline is that little section of text that LinkedIn autofills, it's right under your name. It autofills it with your current position, but um, if you are currently not in a current position, that's not working very well for you. And even if you were in a current position, it doesn't work all that well either because job titles sometimes um, are limiting. And so um, we have now, this is new, 220 characters to say what we want to say about ourselves. And I usually start my headlines with some kind of functional job title, could be um, customer experience expert, customer experience leader, um, customer experience practitioner, and then a colon. And then after that, I list 
perhaps the three things I want to be known for, or the difference that my work brings in three parts, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. something about that rule of three or something about what makes us remarkably different. Um, it's, the, it's a branded statement. It is your marketing tagline. And so it deserves a lot of your thought and time. And um, when, I, when I work with people, I usually generate for them at least 10 and sometimes 20 different iterations because it, it depends on how does it hit your ear? How do you hear it? Can you say it without stumbling? Does it read well? Is it parallel? You know, all of those things that you're, you're trying to create the most powerful statement possible about who it is and what you do. So that's the headline. Then the next big section is the about section. And this is your summary. And they have also expanded the character count for the summary. Used to be 2,000 characters, now it's 2,600, which translates into four fat paragraphs. You know, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a hefty chunk of text. And the reason that it is so important that we understand that this is a gift of 2,600 <laughs> characters is that we can use our keywords effectively when we talk about our story. And since LinkedIn is a search engine, using our keywords is, well, key. <laughs> it's really <laughs> important. So um, you can use the formula that I gave you about the three things you want to be known for um, as you could possibly write a paragraph about each one. You could write, um, you know, an opening paragraph about what you do and some of your differences. You could also do a kind of chronological and not use those, but when we hammer the same three points multiple times in our profile, it creates the ability of our readers to remember who we are and what we do. So um, what you want to do in the about section is to share your purpose, your passion, your business principles, all of those things. So it is a narrative and oh my gosh, when I work on this for someone else, it can take me six hours to write these four paragraphs. You know, it's over and over and over. You write it and it's too long and you write it and it's too short. <laughs> and, you know, you're trying to get your keywords to show up um, you know, optimally without being a list. Now, you know, if you were just writing to the search bots on LinkedIn, you could um, put your keywords in a list and um, repeat it over and over again, and you'd come up first in the search. But the problem is that when a person read it, they would be disgusted with you. So that is not a good user experience. <laughs> and you would not want to do that. But um, so then beyond the um, about section, you would um, try to hit some of those key concepts in your experience. Um, the experience section 
each job we have 2,000 characters and um, we should have a couple of sentences about the context in which we were working. You know, what is that industry? What is that company? What's their geography that they serve? And then the rest is accomplishments. What are your accomplishments? Not what were your responsibilities? Because when we list accomplishments, people see what we can do and they know that in your, our next job, we will also have accomplishments. When you've accomplished in the past, you will accomplish in the future. Mm. And then um, the skills have changed also. And the skills, we can list 50, and that is um, consistent with past. But what is different is that they only show the top three skills now before you click uh, see more. And so you should draw a thread between your differentiators and the three things you want to be known for and the skills that you're showing at the top. Now, it used to be that skills um, were ordered by number of endorsements, but now we have the ability to pin with a little push pin icon three skills at the top, the ones that are the most important. So if you haven't done that, um, take this as your opportunity to stop and, um, you know, make sure that your skills, your top three are really the most important things, the things that people would be most likely to search for if they were searching for someone just like you. So that, that's my theory of, you know, the building blocks that I use and how I use them in, in the profile. Wow, Carol, I, I, I learned so much uh, in, in just about LinkedIn in the, in the last few minutes of your discussion. <laughs> I, I'm going back to my profile as soon as our podcast is over and, and do some more work on it because I didn't realize some of the fields had expanded and yes, uh, yes. some of the areas you talk about in terms of endorsements and skills, those are all great tips. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That, uh, that you need to stay up with, right? That, that, uh, uh, and, and of course, sometimes uh, we get busy doing other things and we update our profile once and we don't think about it again. And, you know, maybe revisiting it at, on occasion yeah. is also beneficial. Well, here is another tip that um, is not necessarily related to um, the text in your LinkedIn profile, but there are, um, there's a new section. I was thinking of, you know, what are the new things on LinkedIn? And the new section is the featured section. And that is a very visual section. And you can put in it um, pictures, posts with pictures, um, video, loves video. There's a place to give it a caption and there's a place to give it a description. So like, for instance, um, you could post um, a podcast with the picture, the, the uh, social media image that you associate with it. And then in the description, give the URL and people could tune in. So that's what I'm planning to do with our podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a great, that's a great additional tip. 
Carol, again, I, I will be rushing back to my profile here and doing some work, even if it is the Thanksgiving Day holiday when we're when we're uh, taping this podcast. Um, so, so Carol, thanks. Uh, those are those are great insights into LinkedIn and building uh, a brand and building your network. What other resources uh, do you have available that our listeners might be interested in in in, in your role as a consultant and advisor? Absolutely. So I write all the time about LinkedIn. I want people to be able to use it well. And you can find my writing about LinkedIn on LinkedIn by using the hashtag, hashtag Carol Kemmerer. And here's the deal. You have to know how to spell my last name. So it is K-A-E-M-M-E-R-E-R. Kemmerer. Okay. So um, you can find my stuff by um, my, my articles. I have 75 articles online um, by using that hashtag Carol Kemmerer. You can find my weekly little LinkedIn lessons by using either that hashtag or the hashtag little LinkedIn lesson. And um, if your listeners would like to connect with me on LinkedIn, they should um, send me a real invitation, please. And note that you would like my free gift. My free gift to you is a step-by-step guide on creating a memorable LinkedIn profile. And some of the things that we talked about today will be uh, on that step-by-step guide. Um, The other thing that is special is that the second edition of my book, LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive, is coming out in December. And um, by next week, um, well, that's that's uh, when I'm posting it. You will probably, at the time that you are listening, be able to go to Amazon and at least pre-order it. So um, I will be putting it up uh, over the weekend. And um, I'm so excited about that. It is, uh, it is a great book. My first edition um, won uh, an award, Book Authorities, Best LinkedIn Books of All Time Award. <laughs> So that's kind of fun. And um, it has strategies, just like the strategies that I shared with you. Um, Strategies about how to convey your brand powerfully online. That's great to add those resources, Carol. And, And what great timing, as oftentimes we take the beginning of a new year Uh, as an opportunity to kind of reassess our career goals. And for those that are seeking employment, this might be a boost uh, to give them that extra uh, energy to continue that search. And uh, so it sounds like it would be some great um, holiday or New Year's reading uh, to get ready and get your profile up to date and start the new year off uh, the right way. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's it's a it's a good strategy for our holiday season. <laughs> exactly. Well done. Well, Carol, thank you so much for your time today. It's been truly uh, inspirational to hear you talk about what CX professionals and professionals in any industry can do uh, 
to improve their network, improve their brand, and to really uh, change their approach to how they um, really deliver a better first impression and lasting impression uh, via LinkedIn and uh, with their colleagues. So it's, it's truly, I think, a beneficial uh, process that you've shared, and, and I hope people will indeed reach out to you. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. It is my pleasure. So listeners, this has been another episode of All Things Considered CX with Carol Kemmerer, talking about uh, great techniques on LinkedIn. Please listen to this podcast and future podcasts as we continue to have great guests join us to enhance the customer experience profession. Thanks for listening to this episode of All Things Considered CX. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues. Subscribe to our show, follow me on LinkedIn, and visit my website at InnovativeCX.com for more insights on creating better experiences. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, and visit CXofM.org for more resources.